Make sure to give my dad a five-star review. Get, make sure to like and subscribe to his YouTube. And thank you for listening and enjoy the show. show. <laughs> Faithful Politics listeners, this is your faithful host, Josh Bertram, and I'm joined today by your ever-faithful political host, or ever, am I the ever-political faithful host? No, I'm not I that political. Know. Well, I'm no, not that good at politics, at least. <sighs> but we have our ever-faithful ever <laughs> political host, Will, here. Will, how's it going? Hey, man, living the dream, you know. Um... Living the dream? Yeah. Yeah. Um, good, good. You know, that's a weird phrase because I always think it's either a dream. What kind of dream is it? Is it a good dream? Is it a bad dream? It, is it a nightmare? It's, it's, it's a dream of me writing checks that, that I can't cash. Basically. I've had a dream a few times like that. <laughs> yeah. It's not and 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 the, and the, and the check writing is, is, is a metaphor for my mouth. Um, so, um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love the use of metaphors. You're so good at that. Thanks. Um, I, uh, so today we're going to be talking with a special guest, a political host, Will Wright. We are having, you're on, did you know? <laughs> I'm so honored. I'm so, I'm so happy to you're be honored. here. Right? You know, it was, it, it was a choice between you and me. And you and I chose you, so it'll work. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I feel, I feel, I've heard a lot about Faithful Politics podcasts. Um, um, recently, I, I, I saw an ad you guys had where the president's actually endorsed you guys. So, uh, congratulations! You're, you're well. Thank you. Congratulations <laughs> to you as well. <laughs> So today we thought we would go a, go a little bit different and um, actually interview you today because we've had a uh, you've had a quite eventful uh, past month that really extends into the last few years, um, and it has to do with your son Jericho. So we wanted to take some time today and um, just kind of unpack the story because it's a it's an amazing story of God's faithfulness of. You know, a long road ahead still, but but um, of uh, God's provision in the midst of trial. So would love to talk with you about it. What do you think? Yeah, well, um, I, uh, I I think it's I think it's worth talking about um, because I do, too. I don't know, maybe two two weeks ago, I I posted this very cryptic message on Twitter like Twitter instead of Facebook. So just, just for those listening or watching, um, Twitter is sort of like the catch-all for both friends, fans, um, our audience, um, what, what have you. Um, Facebook is like where my family and like close connect, like I only have like, I don't know, just a couple hundred friends on Facebook. Um, and um, 
if if you've actually tried to friend request me on Facebook and I declined it, like please don't get offended. Um, it's just because I I tend to be pretty. I don't know, like, like pretty, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when you don't want to private, that's the word. Yeah. Uh, private. Yeah. So I circumspect. I, yeah. Very, very circumspect, very, um, you know, keep stuff to myself. So on Twitter, I, I posted this thing saying, you know, um, Googling whether or not a particular type of brain cancer is fatal is not how I expected to end my night. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I, I just put that out there in the universe. Some of, some of my, some of my like friends and family that are, that do follow me on Twitter responded and I didn't say anything because at that point I had just learned that my nine-year-old son had a brain tumor. Um, and, um, you know, it was very, I mean, like, like I, I think I'd behave like any parent would finding out that their, their oldest child, you know, has a, has a brain tumor. Um, so, yeah. so that, that really kind of started the whole, the whole sort of escapade of, you know, just kind of staying up on it, um, trying to let people know. Um, and, you know, me just thinking that, I don't know, maybe there wouldn't really be a whole lot of people that would care or are invested you know, and the, and the health of my child. Um, but you know, I'm sure as we'll, as we'll talk about, like I was surprised and just, just taken back by, yes. by just the, uh, the love and support from, from friends, family, people I've never even met, um, you know, and in my own church community. So, um, yeah, so that, that's probably a good yeah. place for us to start. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I know we've been walking uh, through this with you. It's been quite the ordeal. I remember when I've had two children in the hospital, uh, not with something uh, that serious, but serious enough for them to be in there for a week. And um, it's, I understand how difficult, difficult it is, especially my son Malachi. And it was an issue with his brain that we had to deal with. And it was really, really scary. And so, your son Jericho was the one who had you had the tumor, and there had been you'd been having some issues um, for a while. There, kind of describe to us what who Jericho is, what he's like, and then what have you what 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 have the last like what led up to this point? Yeah, so so for 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 those that don't know him, I mean he's he's just a kind kid. I mean he's he's always been funny. Um. And he just has like a good, just a good heart. I mean, like when, when, when he was going to public school, he would win awards for being super nice, you know, like I didn't realize that was even a thing. Um, but, but he just, he's just a very caring person, loves everybody. That's because you never won those awards. Well, never, they never no. gave you those awards. I was Me like, neither, I was, but I was voted most likely to sarcastic myself into jail. Um, so Nice. <laughs> so, so, you know, so, so he, he's, he's just like your everyday, you know, kid or would be your everyday kid if he didn't have all these medical issues. But, you know, we, this, this whole, this whole journey began probably about two years ago when he um, started, you know, showing some very irregular eating habits or maybe a lack of eating habits. Um, he was, he's always 
kind of been a picky eater, but about two years ago, it, it kind of reached a point where his pediatrician, you know, like told us that, Hey, your, your son is like not even on the growth chart anymore, you know? And, and they, they categorized him as mm. um, like a, what, what terms they use? They, they use the term like failure to thrive, thrive. Yeah. So, so at first, like my wife and I are looking at each other, like, what the heck does that mean? You know, like, cause if you, if you talk to him or interact with him, you wouldn't even notice that, you know, he, right. yeah. there's anything wrong with him, but, but like, but he was really skinny. I mean, like super, super skinny. I mean, just to put it in perspective, yeah. Um, I mean, he was, he's nine, he was weighing, you know, right around 30 pounds or so his younger brother, um, who is two years younger, weighs about 60, you know? So like when you see them next yeah. to each other, you're like, okay, something's not right here. So, right, you know, right, yeah. so that, that, that kind of kicked off us having to go through rounds and rounds, talking to feeding therapists, um, GI doctors. Um, and eventually it ended up with him getting a, um, a feeding tube in his stomach. So uh, for those that don't know, there's like two different types. There's like a, a G tube, a gastro tube, and then there's like a J tube, a uh, jejunum tube. So the, the G tube basically goes right into the stomach. The J tube goes right into the small intestines. Um, he started with the G. Um, he wasn't really getting the nutrition through his stomach. So they had to go through the J. Um, so he had, he had a, a GJ tube, uh, which basically there are two tubes, one port, um, and, um, the reason that his stomach wasn't really like processing it is because, um, he, he had like a, a motility issue, which, um, you know, this, like our podcast isn't a medical podcast. So don't, don't, uh, don't quote me on, on <laughs> anything I, I, I might say, but, but in essence, like, like if you were to eat a cheeseburger, um, your, you would eat it, it'd go in your stomach and about like 80% of that cheeseburger would get processed, provide you nutrients. It would go through your lower intestines and, you know, kind of go wherever it needs to go. Um, so most, most people are at like 80% of processing foods uh, for motility. Um, he was like at 40, um, which means that the, the amount of time that food travels from his stomach to his like lower intestines was just, I mean, it, it wasn't going to be enough to, to keep him, Nourish. So the J tube provided a little bit more of, of those nutrients. Um, and he, he had that for probably about, he had the GJ tube for about a year and he was gaining weight a little bit. Um, but, um, it wasn't at the pace that the doctors really wanted it to, to, to be at. So he, uh, he, essentially had to go back in and mind you, like, this is, I don't know, but by, by, by this time he's already had like three or four surgeries dealing with the G tube. Um, one of the, one of the tubes came out of the small intestines. So they had to like put a new one in and, and something with the G with the other tube came out and they had to put another one in. And so like, he's, he's, he's been in and out of the hospital more times I can count and has had more surgeries like than my wife and I combined. Um, so like I said, about a year after that, he eventually, or the, or the doctors eventually decided, okay, his growth isn't scaling at the rate that we'd like it to. So they gave him another tube. Um, um, this one's an IV tube, 
um, that goes in his arm. And basically he was getting nutrition through an IV. Um, and so we would have these like specially formulated bags that, you know, we'd have to refrigerate. Um, you know, your, your church was nice enough to buy us a refrigerator because it was just something we weren't prepared for. Um, and, uh, we would get new shipments every, every week. So, I mean, for, for those that have to kind of go through this, um, it's, it's a bit of a hassle. Um, and, and God bless my wife. I mean, she did most of the heavy lifting. Um, and you know, the, the, the IV bag, and also there's like a smaller, like lipids bag. Um, so he was getting this feed. He had to be on it for about 22 hours, 20 hours, something like that a day. Um, and the bags are kind of heavy. So like he was basically sedentary, like for an entire year, like we pulled him out of school because we just knew that, you know, both his feeding tube and this IV feeding just was not going to be sustainable in a public school setting. So, you know, my wife quit her job as a teacher. She stayed home. Um, and you know, we were sort of administering this, this IV bag. Um, and, 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 and in case, in case you're wondering up to this point, like the doctors had, had diagnosed them with, um, this rare disease called gastroparesis. Um, it's, it's pretty rare. Um, and, young, um, boys, um, they tend to see more in girls, um, but there's no cure for it. So, you know, most of the doctors, all they do is they, they basically just treat the symptoms. And one of the main symptoms that he's had over the past couple of years were, was like nausea and vomiting. Um, so like, so imagine, imagine like every time you looked at food, you felt like throwing up. Or, or every time you smelled food, you know, you felt like throwing up every time you like, awful. even like thought about food and you felt like throwing up, you know, and then imagine having that feeling basically from the moment you wake up to the moment that you fall asleep, you know, and, and as you watch your child, like throughout the day, you see him just like periodically just grappling, like trying to keep himself from throwing up. You know, like, like that was his life for the past like year and a half, just like, um, throwing up. I mean, we went to the movies once, um, and he threw up on the movie theater. Now, like he's sort of adverse to wanting to go to the movies. Cause he's like, I feel really embarrassed, you know? And, and, um, for nighttime, I mean, between my wife and I, you know, we actually went and bought a baby monitor, um, to put in his room so that way we can hear him because he'd wake up in the middle of the night, like he needs to throw up. And then he's got this big IV bag sitting next to him, you know, like <laughs> that we're afraid he's going to like trip over it or fall down the stairs or something like that. So like mm. whenever we, we hear rustling in his bedroom, we would just, we would just get up. One of us would, and we'd kind of take shifts, you know, and, and go, go help him out. Um, and then spend like an hour with them in the bathroom because he's, he's been throwing up. So, so that's, that's basically what, you know, what, what, what the, what the life of this poor kid, you know, was, was going through, um, you know, for the past year and a half bad. Oh, that's so terrible, man. So <laughs> what was that like? What was that like for you as like a parent? How did you handle the stress? What did you do? Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Hey there, Josh Bertram here, faithful host of the Faithful Politics Podcast. I want to let you know about a compelling new spinoff, the Faith Roundtable, where I'll be interviewing top faith leaders, theologians, and scholars to unpack the pressing issues that are shaping the church in America today. We'll dive into topics like faith and public life, social justice, and how we can engage our communities more effectively. Make sure you don't miss any of our enlightening conversations by subscribing to it on our YouTube channel. Join me at the Faith Roundtable, where deep discussion meets thoughtful insight. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's one of those like, what once the doctors told us there was no cure. I mean, we just we just kind of prepared ourselves for just a long haul. You know, I mean, like, I mean, what what can you do? Like when doctor tells you your child has an uncurable disease that he'll live with for the rest of his life, you know, um, as long as it wasn't terminal, we were just like, okay, we, we will, we'll, we'll figure this out one way or another, you know, like, um, and you know, it, it definitely put a strain on our, on our family, just the stuff that, that we, you know, would want to do or, or would do, um, put a strain on his brother, you know I mean? Like his, his younger brother needs a big brother, but his big brother is sedentary. And so he can't really move around or anything. So, you know, yeah. once, once, once I get off of work every day, like I become the de facto big brother. And for like right. hours after work, I'm just like trying to keep up with this little, like six year old, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I'm just like, I just, I just need a rest. I just need one rest, you know? <laughs> and, uh, um, it, it, it was tough, you know? Um, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think, I think life just kind of moves so fast that we hadn't really had a chance to grapple with like our new normal. Um, and right. you just had to respond. Yeah. We just had to respond, you know, we're just always just sort of on edge. Like, okay, what's the next, what's the next, the next big thing. But... Yeah, I know. That's so, that's, that's really tough, man. Um, I know that, uh, I know that as I've walked with you through this, that it's, you know, that on the surface, you know, you kind of keep things like, you know, it's okay. Or, you know, you know, I've never seen you like freak out, but I know that like internally it's like a storm. So I just, uh, appreciate you and, 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 um, you know, how you've, how you've managed this. It's been, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I have to give a lot of things to Disney, um, through this because <laughs> if it weren't for, you know, Elsa and her, her mantra of concealing, don't feel, um, yes, I, I don't know Conceal, how I don't feel, <laughs> which, which, which in a side note is horrible advice for kids. Uh, yes, but, yes, absolutely. Well, whatevs DeSantis to take care of that. Yes, exactly, dude. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, walk us through what it was like and how, I mean, what transpired between when you thought it was just a GI issue and then it moved into, Hey, this is way different than what we thought. And it might have nothing to do with the GI issue. Probably yeah. doesn't. <laughs> it seems like, yeah. So, so, so it's, it's what's going on there. It's weird. So like, so, you know, the, like he was getting care at VCU. So Virginia Commonwealth University, 
um, they have a, a pretty large hospital system there. Um, and, um, fantastic doctors, nurses, you know, I can't say enough nice things about them. Um, they were really getting concerned about his health and, um, weren't sure how come the interventions that they have suggested weren't working. Um, so, so they, they actually changed his doctors, um, to a couple of specialists, um, that wanted to do a case study on him. So we were like, okay, fine. You know, Hey, our, our child would be in a textbook, you know, great. Um, but, um, one of, one of the things that they, they needed to do as sort of like a, a box checking exercise is to do a brain MRI just to make sure that like there wasn't anything psychological, um, you know, going on in his head. So he went, um, I think it was like on a Sunday. Um, it was like two weeks ago, um, to, to get the brain MRI. Um, I, and, and he was going to have like a day or two stay. Cause I think the doc, the new doctors wanted to try some new rounds of medicines that they wanted to make sure that he was under observation for. So, so he gets his MRI. Um, and, and then we hear nothing. So then like, I'm, my wife is with, with, with Jericho at the hospital. I'm texting her like, Hey, how, how'd it go? You know? And she's like, I don't know, but like the doctors aren't really saying a whole lot at this point. Um, but they saw something that's, that's made them concerned. And I'm like, great, you know, <laughs> like just another thing, you know? And, uh, um, a few hours later, um, uh, you know, they, they went to my wife and told her that, Yep. Your, your child has a brain tumor, um, and it's attached to his brainstem, um, which makes it a little more trickier to, to remove. So it was, it was, it was at that point that, you know, I, I think, I think that was the point where I sent out the, the tweet, you know, cause I'm just like, like, like my world was just like crashing, you know, and, and, you know, you, you just think about your own child and, and like, like what, what, what the future holds for him, you know, if there is a future. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to grapple that we had, we didn't like, I was at home with, with uh, our youngest, you know, trying to sort of still be cool and not like lit, let sort of the, the, the moment kind of like affect him. Cause we just didn't know anything yet. Um, so um, so, so once, once we kind of got, got, got that notice, I mean, it was just sort of, you know, it was, it was go time at the hospital. Cause basically, you know, they, they found it on whatever day it was Sunday, uh, maybe early Monday. Um, and he was basically, you know, scheduled for surgery like that Tuesday or something like that. Um, so they, they, they really wanted to jump on it. So they had a, um, a, a, a um, pediatric brain surgeon, um, you know, do the operation. Um, she was pretty amazing. Um, and, um, you know, did, did what she did, what she could removed as much of it as, as she, as she could. Um, um, but couldn't remove all of it because it was attached to his brain stem. So if you, if you do too much, like we would, cause all kinds of other trouble, you know, like walking, talking, whatever. 
Um, so she removed as much as she could and then sent that off to the lab. Um, so, um, they did a biopsy of it. Um, the, from, from what I understand about pathology reports and like, there's sort of like two different sort of results that you would get the, the preliminary one we got back said it was like a grade one, um, like posterior fossa tumor. Um, we don't know if it's malignant or, or benign yet. And that's when the, mm. the molecular report will, will come back. Um, <clears throat> but there's slight indication, um, um, you know, that it might be malignant, but the molecular results will show what the treatment options are. Because if uh, the, the, the way the brain doctor sort of phrased it was like, you know, I removed enough of it off, off the brain stem that it could just die by itself because it doesn't have a blood supply, um, which is great. If, if it can do that, you know, no, no, no problem. But if, uh, if it's aggressive enough, then they'll have to do chemo. Um, they don't, they don't do like radiation or anything like that for, for kids. Um, so they have to do chemo. Um, but, um, you know, and, and, you know, Jericho still has like the, the ports and stuff in his body that they can administer the chemo through. Um, but you know, but nine year old going through chemo, you know I mean? Like that, that, it's that's just wild. Yeah. That, that sucks. <laughs> so, um, it's awful. yeah, now, 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 now the upshot, if there is an upshot to have any nine year old with a brain tumor, um, the upshot is, um, the place that the tumor was located at, um, was on a nerve in the brain that affects his GI system. Um, so it's wild, man. So, so in essence, like for about the past year and a half, we thought our child had this GI issue called gastroparesis. Um, but in effect, it was really this brain tumor growing on that part of his brain that making his body have such really bad motility. Um, um, so since he's had the brain tumor removed, he no longer is nauseous or, or, or throws up, you know? And, and sometimes I think it's, it's, that's amazing. It's like, we, we, we try to remind him of that because, and, and, and we can get into this a little bit later, like where his brain is or his, his mind is right now. It's not necessarily still all there, but, um, but mind you, you know, we used to carry around like puke bags everywhere we go. And, and there would never be a time where he didn't have a puke bag within arm's reach. Either I'd have one in my wow. back pocket or, you know, my wife would have one in her purse or, you know, he would have some in his, his feeding, um, backpack that he carries around, you know, like, um, and alcohol pads. So like, you know, fun fact, alcohol helps get rid of nausea, um, like isopropyl, huh. alcohol. not, not, not normal alcohol, but like, um, so, <laughs> so, like, so you can't take a shot to get rid of your nausea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, so he would have these little packets of like alcohol pads that he would keep in his pocket or somewhere near him. And when he starts feeling nauseous, he'd rip one open and, and try to smell it. Um, and it provided some relief, but not, not like a, a ton, but enough relief that he, wouldn't want to throw up or anything like that. So, and, 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 and the placement of the, of the tumor, um, because it was sort of like in the back of his head, when he would sleep, it would put pressure on it 
and that's why he would always puke when he would he would be laying down mm. um and and it's just like you know i i i really wish that this is something we had caught like a year and a half ago um yeah. but you know and i don't i don't necessarily blame the doctors per se um because i think that they they really were trying their best and you know, this, this particular situation was extremely unique and very rare because even, even the posterior, um, you know, faucet tumor is, is rare. I think there's only like hmm. 200, I don't know, 200,000 cases a year, maybe, maybe less than that. I can't remember the stat, but, but, um, wow. it's, it's fairly low and even lower, like in kids. So, right. Yeah, man. So, so it's, it's just, <clears throat> it's an anomaly. You can just tell Jericho he's an anomaly, a scientific <laughs> anomaly. Yeah, well, well, it, it's it's one of those. I don't know like, that would make him feel better. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because like as as we were explaining this to him, kind of throughout this whole ordeal, um, you know, he like initially when we thought it was gastroparesis, we we're like, you know, we always tell you that you're you're one of a kind. You know, there's only one Jericho. You know, your your illness is as rare and unique as you are. Um, you know, when he was dealing with, with this tumor, I mean, in tears, he's like, I don't want to be unique anymore. You know, like, like, I don't want to be rare. Um, I just want to be normal. He's done with that. (laughs) Yeah. And, and it, it just, it just, it kills you, you know, it it just kills you. Of course it does. Of course it does. I mean, what, what's going on now with Jericho? How is he feeling? You mentioned like. He's not exactly himself. What what does that mean? Kind of walk us through what's going on there. Yeah. So um, apparently, I guess when you have brain surgery, um, you don't always necessarily act the same way afterwards. Um, some people fully recover from it. Um, some people take several months. Some people never do. So, you know, because prior to the surgery, I mean, he, he did very well academically, super smart, uh, nice, talkative. Now it's like he has a hard time remembering things um, and, um, you know, loud noises, colors, stuff like that really kind of throws him off his game. Um, um, his speech is affected. So, like, as we're recording this today, like he's he's got like OT, PT, um, all kinds of other T's um, that he's just going up for follow up. And, um, you know, he's got like a little wheelchair for uh, for kids. Um, so that way, cause he, he can't really like walk for long periods of time. Um, mm. you know, and, and, uh, those are just the ones we know about. I mean, we, we haven't really taken them out to experience things with the, with the exception of like last, last weekend, we were celebrating his younger brother's birthday who, who mm. he missed while he was in the hospital. And we decided we we're going to take him to Dave and Buster's because like he wants to play all the games. Well, we, that was Jericho's first outing out and we discovered, you know, how bad of parents we really were because like, as soon as we got in there, mm. it, it was just like the lights, the sounds, the noise, everything was just like, he was not having any it was part too of much it. for him. It was, it was too, too much. much yeah. So, Man. um, yeah. So, so we, we sort of had, well, to, we did just get brain surgery like two weeks ago. I mean, I, you know, yeah, you gotta yeah. give him a little bit of a break, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, holy smokes, man. It's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think, you know, the brain dude just, I mean, I'm not obviously an expert at all, but 
you know, it, it just takes, who knows? I mean, it takes a little while to, I mean, it's got to heal, right? They got, I mean, I don't know how you get to the brainstem. I know that there's a lot of brain material between <laughs> the mm-hmm. skull and the brainstem. So I'm not, I, I just, I don't know how they do that, but I'm, I'm sure that it, um, they had to touch other things, um, mm-hmm. gently, but you know, and who knows, man. And then the cerebellum is right there. And that could, you know, part of his walking and tired. I mean, you know, you jolt anything like that and it just takes time. But the brain is amazing in how it heals itself and it, what yeah. it does. You know, like you think about people that lost like, like they lost like half their brain. You know, you've heard of that, right? Or stuff like that. And their body like adjusts. I wonder how long it was when they were just like completely disoriented until their brain could, um, you know, get, get back adapted to the environment. So. Yeah. I, I well, feel well, very hopeful and positive about his recovery. Yeah, he, he he's he's undergoing a lot of trauma right now and probably like PTSD. Um, because him and I were chatting the other day and he was saying like how he oftentimes gets these visions that like, you know, he's gonna have to go to surgery again or something like that, you know, or go under. And so like surgery is sort of like an S word we don't say around the house because it just gives him like heart palpitations and he just starts getting really, really nervous. And whenever like my wife is talking to somebody on the phone, you know, after she's done, he's like, who was that? What is that about? You know, am I going back to the hospital? You know, and you know, like I, 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 tr- I tried to reason with him a little bit and I said, Hey buddy, you know, like I, I feel you. Like I said, Hey, when I got back from Iraq, um, you know, or the, when I got back from war anyways, like I said, Hey, like I, I couldn't drive under bridges and I, I couldn't like interact with people. Um, <laughs> so, uh, hold on one second. It's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah, my uh, family is home, so I can. I'll just edit that out. Um, <laughs> but, no worries. Yeah, so so you know, I I try to explain to him that when I got back from war, I was a changed person, um, and it just takes time for you to, you know, just get reintroduced to your environment, and you know, we're here to just keep encouraging you to know that, like you're not in any more danger and just try to remind him like, Hey, yeah. Um, but, yeah. but you're not, you're not nauseous. You're not thrown up anymore. You know, we, yes. we just try to just yes. keep reminding him of that. Um, which, which was like a huge part of his life. But I think that because neurologically he, he's not all there, he can't fully appreciate it. Maybe the way that, that my wife and I, um, are appreciating it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that it's very different. I mean, you know, the perspective of a parent versus a child is definitely different. And, um, you know, even your own, your own self and how you go through things and people can be happy about like, Oh, you're getting better. or this is good. And you're like, Oh yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Cause you live in your own brain, you know, you live in your own life. And so you experience yourself all the time. And even though sometimes people see improvements and you don't even see them. You know, or you're not, you're not recognizing them because there's other things that loom heavy in your mind. And, you know, we're praying for Jericho. I obviously love him. He's such a sweet kid and, and, and he's got a world of opportunity in front of him. And, um, 
so yeah, thankful what, what, that they found that, but with you in this, go ahead. Yeah. You know, I was going to say kind of, as we, as we close, um, one of the things I think that was really moving and beneficial for my wife and I was, you know, just like, like I said at the top, we, we've, we've just had a lot of outpouring of support from, from people, friends, family, yes. what have you. Um, you know, we, we set up a GoFundMe account, um, like the first night that we found out he was, you know, going to be having brain surgery, um, because we know it's going to be expensive. I mean, like, why, like, of course it's going to be expensive. It's brain surgery, you know, <laughs> like, and, and, uh, um, we put like a $10,000 limit on it. Um, oh, Hey, did I lose you, Josh? I don't see your video. I'm here. I'm oh, here. Okay. Can you hear That's me? So weird. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. why that's going on. That's weird. No, I'm uh, here. Uh, okay. Well, never mind. So, um, so, so we 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 put a a ten thousand dollar limit on the GoFundMe, and within eighteen hours, we met it. Um, uh, and we were just blown away. We were just like, "What the heck? Like that? That just that just never happened." So. Um, you know, that, that's sort of like point one and, and it's not like money, you know, was, was going to be the end all be all, but it definitely helps us as we're recovering or as Jericho's recovering, just one less thing that we have to be concerned about. Um, the, the other thing was just like, just random people reaching out, you know, whether it's like they leave a message on GoFundMe. Um, I mean, like my, my wife had people from high school that she rarely ever talked to you know, would donate money and leave a message. And my wife's like, Oh my gosh, I haven't heard from that person. And, you know, like, like years. Um, and same, same thing on my side. Like I, I had, I had friends that would reach out, um, um, you know, to kind of offer their support that I hadn't spoken to in like a long time. And, and it, it was, it was just, it was just really, really nice to just kind of see that. And, and then, you know, to, to, to top it all off, like we had, um, um, you know, folks, former guests of the show, um, you know, other people from just random media organizations that I've interacted with on Twitter, um, and, and others, um, you know, we, like we had the, the Vinmans, you know, of, of impeachment mm. fame, you know, reach out and offer, offer their support. Um, we had, you know, journalists from Breitbart, um, reach out and offer support, you know, people from CBS. I mean, like literally it's just like all these people. That's amazing. That I've never met in person. Um, maybe some of them I, I've met in person, but you know, that, that reached out to just offer their, their prayers, their love, you know? Um, and, and I don't know, it was just like, it, it, it made me feel as if like this whole ordeal was sort of a unifying, um, you know, endeavor, which, which led me to believe that God was totally in this because, right. you know, like in what world would, would, would somebody from opposite political spectrums, you know, reach out to give support yeah. to, to me, you know, like, uh, a yeah. liberal. So I don't know. It was, it was just really, it was really comforting. It was really warming. Um, you know, and, and, and of course, like all the, all the folks that at, uh, river city underground, you know, um, your church, you know, just offering their, their support, love, our church, stuff. Well, our I mean, church. 
Yeah. <laughs> Church, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, just, just help helping us just not have to worry about cooking meals or whatever. And, and even like providing stuff for um, my youngest, Absolutely, who, man. again, like, you know, He's going through all this also, but just dealing yeah, with it's it in a his own way. way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and his birthday, I mean, his birthday was just me and him. You know, it was his first birthday he ever <laughs> had where he didn't have the whole family uh, present. <laughs> so, you know, like he he really came up pretty big on birthday presents. <laughs> like, basically, I was just like, like, let's go to Target. Yeah, whatever and you, you pick want, out anything we'll you want. It. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll put it on I the credit that card. I want $10,000 know? thing, Whatever. Dad. Uh, well, maybe like not exactly everything you want. <laughs> everything you want within $100. My wife my wife comes home. Where did this 80-inch TV come yes, from? Yes. That's what he wanted. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 good. I mean, you know, now, now we're... Um, you know, kind of moving on, we're, we're waiting for the molecular pathology report. Um, you know, so for those listening, you know, kind of be in prayer about yeah. that. Um, and, uh, Absolutely, man. you know, and just that as healing would, would just, would just go well. And we will be, and we are. And, um, man, just thank you for sharing the story. Well, I know that our listeners will be happy to hear more, more detail and, how can we support more? How can yeah, people you know, support and, and, you and, and, more? I know that this, uh, you know, you don't want to just uh, um, toot your own horn, but you're not. I'm asking. So how can, what can people do? Is there any more needed on the GoFundMe? What, how, how can we support the listeners out there? Um, I mean, you know, I, I would say, um you know, obviously the, the GoFundMe, I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. Please do. Um, but you know, we're, we're, we're almost at 20,000 and I don't know if that's going to be enough, but I feel like if it's not got to provide the rest. Um, um, so if, right, if yeah. people feel so led, you know, that, that's definitely something they can do. Um, we, we are always open for people just to kind of, you know, pray for us, keep us in your thoughts. Um, if you're not the praying types, you know, um, Send you know, good vibes or positive thoughts or yeah, send good vibes. Say something or, to the universe if that's your you thing. Know, I guess. I mean, it's not ours, but whatever. If you can, if you can, if you if you can like expecto patronum, you know, like yes. um, something our way, that that'd be great. Um, but 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 also like you know, I would say to to for those that have already helped called donated whatever to just continue doing that because it may seem like a little thing but like it's sort of the chorus of all the of all the love and care that really makes it impactful i mean and it's like, as i'm looking through you know the gofundme yeah yeah i mean like like in our gofundme we've had people donate as high as 2500 and people donate as little as 10 but like i don't see those as separate i feel like those are two individual actions where somebody felt compelled um to to give and um the intent was the same the monetary yes. value is sort of irrelevant in my gotcha, book yeah um, and 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 i think you know i would rather have a hundred people donate ten dollars than like five people donate twenty five hundred dollars mm. you know because i because I think it, it it really just shows sort of the the the, the broad support, um, and I and I would just encourage people to just 
to, to, to take that same spirit and apply it to other places where they see a need or want, um, and may not necessarily think that it's going to, it's going to do anything, but just know that it will, because like, it's, it's so weird. Like all the, all the, 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 the most minute actions of people kind of through this whole ordeal, like seem to have yielded the greatest, um, response or benefit, um, to, to us. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give you one, one, one quick story. You know, there was a nurse. Um, so we were like in the, the, the PQ, um, the pediatric ICU and, um, you know, my son's laying there. He just had a brain tumor. He's, he's kind of out of it. Nurse comes in, you know, I, I was just talking to them. Um, and you know, all the nurses are, are really familiar with Jericho cause he's been in and out of that place so many times. So, so like, you know, this one nurse, I was talking to her and said, you know, how, how rare is it you know, that like that you see a kid like Jericho, you know, with his condition. And she's like, well, she's like, occasionally we'll, we'll get return visitors that we get to know them, you know, but probably not as many as, as Jericho has. Um, and then as far as like the brain tumor, she's like, it's pretty rare. I mean, she's like, it happens, but you know, like it's rare. Um, and so I asked her like, well, have, have you personally, you know, dealt with any of the kids with these brain tumors? And she's like, yeah, actually. So like she, she, she left, went and grabbed her phone and one of her patients had a Instagram or whatever. So She's like, yeah, this girl here was in here on a couple of years ago. She had the almost exact same kind of tumor, just located differently. Um, and, you know, I don't think I'm violating anything you know, by showing you this because it's on Instagram. So, so like she showed me the, the, the profile and, um, and you just see pictures of her just, you know, flourishing and being, being sort of like a, a young kid. And I'm just like, oh, that's so great. You know, like, so I sent that to my wife. And she messaged the mom, <laughs> like, you know, and, and the mom was like super supportive, you know, and, and, uh, you know, they, they, they got to talk in and, you know, it was, it was good just for, for us just to connect with another family out there, um, that's gone through the same thing. And, you know, it's just one little small action by this nurse that really kind of helped lift our spirits. So, so, so one of, one of the reasons that I wanted to do this, that I want to actually like, you know, go public or at least provide some of the details about this journey is because um, one of the things that I had a hard time doing throughout this whole process is trying to find others that have gone through this to kind of read their experience. And there wasn't a lot. Um, so whether it's kids with gastroparesis or kids with brain tumors, like there wasn't like a, a, a small group, you know, that, right. <laughs> that, that could sort of like share um, so I, I wanted to kind of just memorialize this situation, um, even though this is a podcast about politics and faith. But um, if I can sort of use this platform to help benefit other people, then it it still kind of, you know, works in alignment with our, our mission. And that's just to, to kind of have civil dialogue about very difficult topics. So that's so good. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for sharing your story with us. Just a little bit, of it, <clears throat> a little bit of it, so we can connect with you in a deeper way. And it's just really cool to uh, be a mm -hmm. part of this with you. It's been hard, yeah. but it's been amazing to watch and uh, continue to pray and be supportive with you and help in any way we can. And uh, yeah, thank you. Well, yeah. listeners, this has been 
your host, faithful host, not politically savvy faithful host, but just faithful, and then your faithful political host, Will Wright. And we really appreciate you guys listening in. If you have anything you want to say, please send it over. You can contact us through the website and um, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, or anything. And we'd we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, But thanks, Will. Any last words? No, no. Yeah. Um, If if somebody's listening to this and we could help, you know, support you or um, just comfort you. Um, yeah, um, all my information is on the website, so you can reach out anytime. Same here. All right. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.